Hello and welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and a look at all the trashy news stories. My name is Erica and I'm your host. My name is Cassandra and I'm your other host. It's uh, it's great to be here. Another you week. Know, honestly, I'm just happy to be in the room. Just happy to, be, you know, just, just happy to be in the room. Thanks so much totally. for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? What's going on? So I- How was your Valentine's? You know, it was okay. It was special because I was with Winston. That's nice. That's a good political answer. We had bought steaks. We had bought bacon and Brussels sprouts and, Uh uh uh, you know, shrimp and all like vegetables and potatoes. And it's going to, we're going to do it up. He's not, he hasn't been feeling well. So we didn't want to go. We had reservations for a restaurant, decided to cancel those, did a home cook instead. Right. You know, big steaks. Well, we go to cook dinner. No, no gas, no pilot light. So I'm like, okay, okay That's no not big good. deal. No big deal. I'll relight just go. It. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to relight it. Nothing. All right. All right. So I call the gas, you know, we're paid up. I'm like, we're paid. Call the gas company. And they're like, yeah, I mean, we can try to send somebody out tonight, but the appointments online say that nothing's available till a week from today. Oh, do uh, they? Oh, really? So you can't was, you can't light your own pilot light. Oh, no, I guess, we were we uh, were trying. There was nothing to light. Oh, there's no gas. There's no gas. Sin so, sin gas. Sin sin gas. So then we we <laughs> are like okay. So then we, I'm talking to the lady and she's like, if we send technicians out tonight, and if your earth we live in our building, if your earthquake valve has been turned off, and they have to turn it back on, just a simple flick of the wrist, that's eighty dollars added to your bill. Our bill's never been more than like $20 a month. So I'm like, okay. So I talked to my building manager. Hey, is anybody else's gas out, right? Somebody was being fumigated. There's construction happening. Maybe something happened. Sure. He's like, no, nah, I'm cooking right now. I, I'm not going to come. Okay, brag. I know. I'm like, well, invite us in for the enchiladas. But yeah, let's go. You know, I knock on a couple of people's doors. And, and the building manager says, he says, and I quote, the whole building is on one earthquake meter, uh, one earthquake meter, meaning if I'm cooking with gas, everyone should be able to, or no, you know, if no one's gas, no, you know, so it's like, okay, okay. So I'm like, I'll just simply go check the meter. <laughs> I'm a capable human. Sure. The construction crew that's been renovating the apartment that had an explosion in December. It's a whole mess. Uh huh. There are trash bags. Piled. I forgot about that explosion. So sorry. that was that was traumatic (laughs) they are piled the entire width of the alleyway like our back alley where the meters are and above my height full of black trash bags of you know debris who knows sure body parts absolutely uh, merchandise i don't know what what could it be broken glass needles i don't know what it is i can't climb over it so even yeah. if I had sent the gas folks out, they would have tripped all over. So I I take photos. I make a note of it. We put in a maintenance request. We're frustrated as hell. So we have to order food. No big deal. It's delicious. It's fine. Again, we're together. That's the point of the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next day, the technician comes out. And he goes, hmm, I'm going to go check the earthquake deal. And I go, okay. Guess what? Each apartment has an individual earthquake meter. Ugh. And ours got knocked by the construction. God damn it. Oh, I was furious. Furious. And I was like, thank God I didn't have A, the gas company come out. 
And now I have to like find my building manager again and be like, hey, just so you know, each apartment wrong. is individual. Your job, you know, anyway, it was, but then eventually we did have the steak and the steak dinner. And, you know, my, my love got to watch me eat meat off the bone. Mm. It was, you know, something I treasure our memory of that while, which while watching physical 100 hell yeah the korean strength netflix show and we're coaching him the entire time we're giving absolutely they're like i can't he needs to understand everyone else is using their legs for this he's the only one using his arms like you think he would look use your legs you know yes yes that's they're they're conserving their energy for this part and they're yeah everyone has strength in different ways yeah we're Mm -hmm, we're, mm -hmm. we're experts we're gonna get strong move to Korea, become famous enough in the fitness world in Korea to compete on this show again. So sure. Yeah. I and, love and that. To, I don't have, I'm not good at memorizing people's name, like on reality shows, contestants. I It took me two seasons to know the difference between Meredith Marks and Lisa Barlow. Two seasons. Okay. Oh, Housewives of Salt Lake City. So I don't know everyone's name. There's like five people's name I know on the show. And it's not that they're Korean names. It's there are a hundred contestants. You don't need to, hey, you don't need to come and apologize on Trashy Trashy Podcast for not knowing the name, the exact name of someone on a reality show. I know. Like, I just, I'm like, a Survivor, I, I'm I'm 18 episodes in before I know which one's which. And that's when we're down to like, you know, six people on a tribe where I finally know everyone's name. I, I identify them by like yellow shorts. But Erica. on this show, everyone's wearing the same uniform. So we just know suit guy. Like the older MMA fighter that came in in that dope green suit. Yeah, miracle, the amazing miracle. You know, miracle Nigerian born dancer. Yeah, uh, Nippon, who is a American Nippert. Nippert. He's a American baseball pitcher who moved and has been playing on a team in Korea for the last like twelve years. End of list. (laughs) I feel so bad. Yeah, I look i'm in a i'll be in an improv class with people like physically in person with them and it'll take me until the end of the class to know for sure what everyone's name is so you don't have to feel that bad it's all names are you know what's what what's in a name what's in a name if you get a yeah buddy or girl (laughs) ah i don't know your name (laughs) i could have met you a hundred times i also do the thing where i reintroduce myself because oh, I'm man. giving you the courtesy that you don't know my name. <laughs> People I've met and known for years. If I haven't seen you in like a month and a half, I'll be like, hey, it's it's Erica. And they're like, I know. <laughs> we like, went to I'm high school like together. You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, it, that drives me nuts when, when people get upset about that kind of thing, you know? Sure. So it's, it's, it's like, you should be rec- lucky. I recognize you by sight, but you know, the, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. but you know, how was, you know, what has your week been like? That's me. That's a rant about me. <laughs> well, we tried to have a Valentine's day on Saturday, but, um, Taylor was pretty busy with work. So it was a little bit distracted. We also opted for steak, which, you know, I mean, if you listen or know me, like I've been eating pretty much entirely vegan since like Halloween. So it was a treat. Um, but you know, it was just kind of off, I guess, like we're just busy, distracted, whatever. So an actual Valentine's day, 
uh, I was surprised by Taylor with uh, he got some dollar store balloons, which is one of my favorite things. Like nothing makes a party like just going and getting some helium balloons from the dollar store. And before you tell me about how they're bad for the environment, like save your energy and go and write a letter to your congressperson about BP. Okay. Cause I like dollar store helium balloons and life is bad. So like, let me have this, you know what I'm saying? So he got a couple of those heart-shaped balloons and then he went to this local a uh, liquor store that we like. I guess it's not local to us, but it's close to us. It's called Fancy Free. It's in Burbank. Um, and uh, they had a Valentine's Day special where they were like doing a collab with some fancy ass bakery or whatever called mm. Sliders. So it was like six cookies from Sliders and two bottles of natural red wine. So he showed up with all that. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I really didn't expect this. I thought we kind of you know, like called it with the Valentines of like, you know, we tried, but this year is just not the year because we're <laughs> getting married and soon and like it, we're stressed and just shows bad and whatever. Um, but uh, he made up for it now still super tired, like to a point where like we didn't even touch those bottles of wine. We still haven't. So we might, you know, uh, well, we still haven't as of this recording. Who's to say, you know, we've got, you're listening to this on president's day. If you're listening on the Monday. So this was a three day weekend for a lot of people. So honestly, if those two bottles of wine made it through a three day weekend, perhaps I have changed and I can't say I've changed for the better. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, why are you trash? So, (laughs) well, I was trying to think of something, you know, presidential or uh, leadership in the past or any of those things. And mm-hmm. the thing that, that got me thinking was, um, you know, el- elementary school. And I know that sure. seems like a, a leap, I guess, for a lot, but I, you know, I, I, I always felt like I was a leader. I ran for sixth grade class president. I lost, I don't want to discuss the campaign, the, the illegal dealings of the other party, but that's another day. That's another day, you know? Uh-huh. But, um, I went to, so one of the churches in our town, our small town, you know, 400, 600 people, but we have like 12 churches, <laughs> Sure, you know, 50, 50 person a pop, whatever. But, um, they had this program called GIA and it stood for girls in action. Mm-hmm. And what it was, it was basically, uh, like training girls to become missionaries or like encouraging them with missionary stories. There were workbooks, like remember like the scholastic, you know, magazines, we got like a magazine every week from GIA and we would read it at the church. So we'd read these stories from people around the world. I don't want to talk about how I feel about missionary work. I I feel like it's a form of colonial. It's not for me. I, I don't believe in it at all, Okay, but that's a whole other thing. That's adult Erica. Me, it was something to do after school and hang sure. out with my friends. So we would, so the, the leadership, so what we would do is there were snacks. One or two girls would get selected from the church kitchen to pour you know, Kool-Aid into little cups and put like peanut butter on a cracker or slice an apple. And we got okay. snacks after it was over. And that was the most competitive deal wielding. No, you, I'll, I'll do snacks this time, but I'll let you be reader, the, 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 the lead reader. So we would read out loud from these magazines. It was, it was backroom dealing. It was swift. It was 
you know, underhanded, overhanded, overt campaigning for who would get to be the snack leader. This poor church volunteer not getting paid, having to deal with us fucking, you know, fourth to sixth grade monsters over who would get to be the snack leader. She's like, well, we're here to learn about missionaries and God. And we're like, fuck you, Brenda. We're here to slice apples and pour Kool-Aid. Okay. And we would just go mess around in the kitchen. But the thing we did that was so monstrous, more than campaigning for who would be this, was, you know, we're reading these stories from all around the world, missionaries, different countries, different words. And we, we were, we could not wait to correct someone. If you're like, so I'm, you know, Celeste and I went to Zimbabwe to become a missionary. And let's say that girl reading it out loud said i'm C- cisa and i went to zimbabwe we were like it's celeste it's pronounced zimbabwe like we the the correcting of other people's readings was i mean it, if, if we would have had guns people would have been dead it was we couldn't wait you couldn't even finish the syllable almost before we were like it's actually this it's fable not fable like we couldn't <laughs> We're monsters. So the missionary like girls in action were really just mean girls. Complete mean girls. I don't think any of us became missionaries. We couldn't wait to mean girl one another. But it was something we got to walk to after school, you know, by ourselves. Also fourth and sixth grade. I mean, those are, I mean, you guys didn't stand a chance. It was four blocks. Yeah, it was, you know, four blocks to the church. And then every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Our friend Matt lived across <gasps> from the church. A boy. And his house was the cool. He was like our brother boy. You know, we've been in school with him since kindergarten. But every once in a while, we would just ditch mm-hmm. and go hang out at Matt's house. Matt mm-hmm. Coolman's. His name was Matt Coolman. The coolest name in the universe. Totally. <laughs> and we would get in so much trouble if we got caught and couldn't go to GIA <laughs> for like a month. But we couldn't wait to, none of us were there for God. (laughs) We couldn't wait to correct how you pronounce something, fight about who was going to get to read what paragraphs and make the snacks. It was, it was monstrous. We were little trash monsters. Church, church ladies in the making. Complete church committee ladies in the, in the making. But yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, the. The leadership skills I didn't learn in that, <laughs> which served me in the a corporate adult world today. But yeah, sure. what are, why are you trash? Well, here's what happened. As a, you know, as the wedding is approaching, I, um, you know, I have to start testing out things of, you know, how are you going to do your nails when you're, mm-hmm. you know, on the wedding day, et cetera. So, um, I've been, you know, like we went to Vegas and so I'm not going to take like a a nude bridal set to Vegas. And now we're coming to Valentine's day or we came, we got to Valentine's day and I was like, God, I'm not ready for my like boring nude bridal set, which before you say bridal nails don't have to be boring girl, I'm going to fucking Europe for three weeks. I need a nude set. Okay. Yeah, so just a like neutral. Yeah. 
I need it because I, those nails have to last. Okay. I'm not going to go try to get gel extensions in Porto. I don't want to, I'm busy. <laughs> okay. But so, if you, as a friend, if you want me to research ahead of time, if you break you. a nail, where to get them fixed in every city, I will put in the work. Let me know. Thank you. And I will make a Google doc so fast. <laughs> I have, I'm bringing nail glue, but I'll let you know. I'll tell, text you in the middle of the night. And I'll be like, I'm in Lisbon, babe. And my nails are fucked. You'll have um, an appointment by the morning. Thank you. <laughs> so I've been kind of putting off this nude set. Anyways, I was like, maybe for Valentine's Day, I will get a French tip because every mm-hmm. time I ask Taylor, like, what should I do with my nails? He's always like, uh, well, you could do one of the ones where the white is on the end. <laughs> and I was like, that's called a French tip. And then I uh, tend to um, mock him because I say only people who have French tips are porn stars. <laughs> um, stop watching so much porn. You're a sick man. And, you know, like, that's kind of the joke. So anyways, I was like, I'm going to get a French tip for Valentine's Day to surprise him. <sighs> there is a good reason why I don't have French tips. <laughs> My nails are filthy. And I didn't know that so much <laughs> until I got these French tips. But I'm like, are my, like my, under my fingernails are always this dirty. Cause it's like a subtle French. I didn't go like the thick line across, like we all had in high school and middle school. Yeah. But the half white, half nude. Yeah. Like I prom. got like, you know, I get, I get rounded nails at the, to look, you know, quote unquote natural. And then, you know, like, it's kind of like a, a subtle French tip. <laughs> I, my nails are gross. Like <laughs> yeah. I look gross all the time. And I don't, I'm like, when did my nails become so involved in like eating? Yeah. Because why is there, what else could be caking under there if not food? You know, I mean, I live in LA, so it's just constant like dirt and pollution under my nails. Like, but like the food and I'm like, am I eat? Like, I know I'm not using my hands as forks. So what am I doing? Why are my nails always so gross? And why is no one talking about this if not it's only me who has this problem. I have it. I have it too. I, it, I clean them all the time. That's just I have to I keep nails do. on. Yeah. It's if I have my natural, just, just me. I'm like, I'm mortified. Cause I'm like, Oh my God. My I natural I wash my hands. I promise I clean under my fingernails. They just are just, they're just, they're just dirty. I don't it's know what dirty. It, it's embarrassing, but yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I have normal, if I have my nails painted, I mean, even the nude is like a thick enough nude. You're not going to see anything. It's yeah. not, oh, it's not see-through. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting rid of these French tips because like, it's like a light pink to the French and through that light pink, you can see the dirt and grime that is me. And, um, I feel shame. I feel well, shame. Speaking of, you know, things that make you feel shame that are light pink, and can make you feel grimy. Should we get mm-hmm. into our first story? Yeah, let's do it. From express.co.uk, masked sex toy thieves steal 71,000 pounds worth of 24 karat gold vibrators from a factory. I don't want to like let everyone know how the sausage is made, but the first time you took that, you said masked sex thieves, not <laughs> sex toy thieves. And I was like, should I let it go? Like, <laughs> should I let the listeners be like, What's a sex thief? This is, <laughs> you're, 
always, always girls in action me, please. I, I just miss. Oh yeah. That was what I was doing. I was girls in actioning you complete. I skip. I add syllables to a lot of words as I say them, read them. I'll just omit words that do not serve me. So the toy didn't serve me. (laughs) I have a very creative way of reading out loud sometimes. And it's a struggle. You, but it uh, serves the story. (laughs) Truly provides a lot of context between (laughs) somebody who stole some sex toys. And I suppose a sex thief is a rapist. So, Ooh, yeah, yeah. I mean, what else would you say? Anyways, this is from the Dream Love Factory. It's been targeted for the third time in two years. Change the locks, guys. Up the security. My God. Or sell something different because it sounds like these thieves keep stealing these 24 carat gold plated vibrators that are worth around 71,000 pounds, which translates to about near you know, $80,000 American. This is a thousand euros. Well, it's 79,146 euros, which translates to about 80,000 euros or $80,000. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Okay. I was doing the quick conversion in my head because I'm a traveled woman of the world. Wow. You're ever heard of it. I'm sorry. I tried to GIA you and you smacked it back in my court. Girl, (laughs) I was in show choir. You can mean girl me all you want, but I'm built for this. I've been an actress since I was 13. You think I bleed? (laughs) (laughs) I don't fucking bleed. I was, I was in pageants and a sorority in a, like in a Midwest state school, baby. Like you can't break me. That's why you can't break me. You think mean shit on the internet gets to me at my internet friend show. If I got a bad review, we made it part of the advertising. We leaned in. Yeah. Anyway, we got one. Mean stuff on the internet does hurt me though. So please don't say me. Don't do it. I really hate (laughs) it. I actually like I'm human. I can take it like to my face. Like we honestly can handle a little bit better online. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. If then I start to worry about you, you know, like I start to worry about the person who's left the comment also of like, what's going on with them. So just, just don't do it. Anyways, gold vibrators stolen. It took place at 11.41 p.m. on a Wednesday night. It was repeated by the local media. The chief executive officer of the company said the gang made straight for the gold traded vibrators. They didn't. They didn't. They Duh. said platinum. No. Diamond vibrators. Absolutely not. Gold. They sell for 14,000 pounds a piece. What the hell do you need this for? I mean, like. It, oh. Never mind. Listen, doctors, Why? experts they wouldn't make it. If yeah. you have, let's say, one of these, uh, you know, vibration, these sex toys, and the paint is starting to flake off of something, should you still use it? You think it's? I figured it was made out of gold. Like it was. No, just I'm asking like for heavy. a friend. Oh, I'm asking. You for have a, a vibrator that's painted. I don't know if it's paint. It's coated. Let's say coated. Maybe. I again, this is for a friend. I would replace it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm not a doctor. I'll tell my friend. Okay. You're not a friend. Okay. You're not a doctor. Mm -hmm. This is not medical advice. I'm not a doctor, but like, I think any, any potential residue that could be left behind is probably not awesome. I mean, you know, you see what the plastics does to the turtles. Yeah. You know what? You're fair. Pour one out. Pour one out for those turtles. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sarah McLaughlin song. 
<laughs> they also stole 24,000 euros from cash in the safe as well. Damn. How did they get into the safe? Did they use the golden dildos to break it open? I think it's an inside job. <laughs> you might be on to something there, my friend. Twice and I mean, three times in two years, they go, they get into the safe. No, they know exactly where the gold dildos are. No, this is an inside job. This is inside job written all over it. If you want to make it look like it's random, open a couple boxes, you know, are wrong. And then be like, dump them out because they're not right. You are not giving advice. I listened to a firefighter explain how to get away with arson. And again, this is a not advice. This is just them saying, don't be smart about it. You know, people try to cover their tracks and like do everything right. And they're like, no, babes, be stupid. Be very dumb. Dumb people start fires accidentally. Smart people try to get away with arson and cover everything up. Like, do the stupidest thing you can imagine and claim it was an accident, and you're way more likely to get away with it. Don't yeah, do arson. Do accidentally. Oh, arson. Arson. Okay. I see. I yeah. See. Like, Look. um, like set, uh, you know, put some frozen french fries out, put a big old bucket of oil, turn it on, leave for the pub, get drunk, come home, you know, like having, a, you know, be away from you the get place. insurance like, though if you did it on your own. I mean, more so than go to jail for arson yeah yeah but why'd you do it in the first place if you're gonna do it on <laughs> whatever speaking yeah, of inside job yeah yeah um from wg <laughs> are they inside do they go inside <laughs> who's to say male Just... listeners write in right in. Um, let us know. or people with penises let us know Yes. Oh, that's better. God, I learned so much from you. From WGNTV.com, a woman in Northwest Indiana has been arrested on Tuesday after allegedly pulling a man's penis in a violent manner. Violent manner in quotes, because we don't kink shame here. We don't kink shame. And, you know, if you ever like, what's the difference between a fetish and a kink? Kink is something that you really enjoy. A fetish is something you have to have to achieve sexual pleasure is that true yeah yeah there's a different yeah kink and fetishes are different and also maybe this was this woman's first time <laughs> she didn't know what she was doing <laughs> we have to assume you know i mean like who among us <laughs> who among us doesn't recall their first hand job you don't know the strength of your own palm anyway like there's some finesse and also, sometimes it's never figured out because yeah, we were you. Anyway, well, also like you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't just... matter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So let's get so before seven <laughs> p- So just before seven fifteen, the police responded on a battery report. Upon arrival, they met the caller, a twenty-six-year-old male, who stated that he was in a verbal argument with a twenty-year-old female in the kitchen. Mm. okay 20 inexperience maybe she doesn't know so but it started with an argument well i'm I'm trying to i'm trying to you know give her give her some defense you know i'm trying to give her an out okay okay so the man told the authorities that the woman chased him grabbed him by the shirt and then grabbed his penis in a violent manner Uh, okay 
states, the police report states that she would not let it go and began to pull. They don't come off that easy. A roommate provided police video footage of the entire incident. In it, oh well, that's that. That's that, babe. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to help you, but Oops. Like, yeah, everyone has a cell phone camera. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, she was, you know, taken into custody while oh oh she went to a bar after this incident. Then the police came and arrested her but while at the bar she told police that she warned the man to stop antagonizing her she stated the next person who annoyed her would get dicked i i well wait it's d star 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 ed I, i'm assuming get dicked what, what could this what could this six letter word be listeners write in with your with your guess Am I wrong? Like, what do you think this word is? I mean, yeah. The next person who messes with me would get dicked. I mean, because like. Dumped, get dicked, get. What else uh, would it be if she grabbed his penis with the attempt to hurt him? If that's not getting dicked. I guess, what is? I don't know what is. (laughs) It only seemed like. why? Why did they. Why? After everything else that they're giving us in this story, why would they edit out whether or not she said get dicked? You know, it's so weird what people do. If only there were a, you know, a masked crusader who is the knight that could have helped this man from this incident. Do you think that this is a case for Batman? Like you think that her crime origin story, she's the dickler? I don't need, yeah, I don't need Batman, like, stopping bank robbers, whatever. It's insured. As long as nobody gets shot, we're fine. The money, who gives a shit? You're a billionaire, Batman. Replace it yourself. What As I wanna if s- billionaires do that. I know. What I want to see is Batman doing the little crimes. Oh, you steal a neighbor's package? Knock, knock, it's Batman. You know? That's what I want to see. So our next story is from WTAG.com. At Luna, home invader kidnapped man and claimed, I am Batman. I might be putting some sauce on that, but that's how I read it. I read it. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> okay. That's how, yeah. I, that's how I got it. No, that makes sense. <laughs> With nipples on his suit, you know, four, <laughs> four home invasions. A kidnapped man, a stolen truck, and at Luna led three police departments to arrest a man on Monday evening. At Luna, by the way, we are in Pennsylvania, in case you were wondering where Batman lives, where where the Gotham City in the real world is. It turns out it's in Passive or sorry, Pennsylvania. He, this man has a superhero's name. You're not wrong. His name is Robert Powers. That sounds like a superhero's alias, right? So maybe he is Batman. Who's to say? <laughs> so he had caused chaos throughout the city and the township, the surrounding areas, and he even told one homer, I am Batman, as he tried to overpower her. One homeowner? Yes. What'd I say? One homer. See, you brought <laughs> up the GIA and now I'm going to be you, so tough. You got to do it. <laughs> Guys, again, I just, a homer should be what a homeowner's called. 
too many a letters. Homer. <laughs> homer, like homeowner. Like we're going to drop it. In 150 years, we're going to call homeowners homers. In fact, that's what I'm a fucking calling right now. I'm starting this. Mark oh my words. February 17th, 2023. The new slang. I'm going to put it on Instagram. I'm going to put it on Twitter. Watch the youth pick it up. Watch real estate agents put it on their TikToks. Homeowners, your new classification is homers. Now that was a masterclass in how to get called out on something and take no accountability and instead, you know, make a lemonade out of lemons. And that I have to attribute that to the pageant days, I assume, but that was really Absolutely. beautiful. Absolutely. I'm coming for George Santos spot in Congress. Oh, <laughs> wow. What a, what a weirdo, but we can't, we don't possibly have the time nor we the can't unpack that. I was young and I had fun at a festival anyway. So <laughs> he put her Batman, put her in a bear hug, put his hand over her mouth. She got free and he left because, you know, my... I don't think that it's comforting in that moment to have someone say I'm Batman. Cause it's like, shit okay. you know yeah. like that's i would think i wouldn't think is this really happening this is really this is batman i'd be like oh fuck i a crazy person has their <laughs> arms around me True. and they yep. think they're batman so <laughs> this isn't gonna end well for me i gotta go i yeah, gotta why, go why is the police enabling this man <laughs> like show me the light in the sky or batman's not here you know what i'm saying yeah i mean but batman does have like a sick drip he does have a good outfit right erica babe i can't i can't possibly say how old you are on this podcast but sick drip <laughs> so the youths i'm a youth they said that like four years ago damn it it's it's called the fit now Check oh, the, God. Well, actually honestly the fact that i know that means it's probably not called the fit anymore either but sick drip respect the drip oh erica I've 2017 been in a, called. I've been in a coma for the last six years. I don't know. What's this COVID thing you speak of? Oh, there's no time to possibly unpack that. But it comes to our next story. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. From 2fab.com. Man dressed as sheep attempts daring prison escape. Uh, you can't imprison an animal in a human's prison. This that is sure to work unethical yeah can you imagine who's your celly oh that pig that tried to eat its owner oh really i'm i'm with a an actual murderer and a bank robber he's like yeah well i'm i'm in the pig pen i'm literally celly's with a pig that it doesn't smell like shit so <laughs> a man imitated a grazing animal in the grass while wearing a sheepskin coat he's convicted of homicide oh he was trying to escape from a prison in Bolivia. So he was serving a 15-year sentence. He was caught imitating the animal, and he tried to break through an external wall on February 4th. <laughs> Photos were obtained by the New York Post. He's wearing a sheepskin coat when he was caught in the weeds. That's really cute. I wonder how long he kept it up. Like, the, you're the him. The sheep act? Yes. Like, oh, you're I'm him. him? Okay, okay. Yeah. We gotcha. <laughs> Hey, we know that you're the guy, the murderer. Stop pretending. <laughs> Dude, stand up. You're all, you can walk on two legs. <laughs> Taze him. <them. laughs> Great. 
That was very good. Uh, was thank very, you. Very good. Wow. Groundlings. Honestly, I did better. Groundlings. Did, yeah, that's the groundlings. <laughs> Don't ever tell me it's a waste of money. Did you hear my impression? Come, someone call SNL. <laughs> so they got wind of the attempted escape when they found his cell empty. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> Here's what you gotta now make a fake. You gotta do the Alcatraz and make a paper mache head of you laying down. Where do you get a sheepskin coat in prison? Because that is my bigger question. Great question. Yeah, where is the fit? I think we're thinking American because this is in Bolivia. The American penitentiary system is very. I do believe other like global and different countries prison systems have more flexibility and different you know different uh rules and and kind of they let you have sheepskin coats maybe i don't know maybe policy will change but i don't think you know i think we think of like you're issued this you have the prison issued coat you have the prison issued pants shirt whatever i do think other countries may have more flexibility there's some countries where they just get a like go away for the weekend and then come back on monday which is i mean wild. i just googled is sheepskin allowed in prison and uh got taken to a very helpful website from ca.gov about what i can bring into a prison cell and or bring into visit and uh clicked off because i just i don't need my algorithm condoms being oh <laughs> yeah you gotta, you gotta adjust that search <laughs> Oh, that's a weird thing. I mean, not to get too into it, but the whole, it's, I guess it's not weird to be allergic to latex, but sheepskin condoms. What a, what a funny uh, thing. Like, is that a real thing or is that just like a joke on TV? No, that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Question. What do plant-based and like vegans who are allergic to latex used for contraception? The pullout method oh okay tried and true <laughs> tried and true yeah yeah uh well this guy in our next story did not pull out no the weapon he was accused of while robbing a bank an indianapolis man was uh accidentally trying to rob a bank using a tv remote oops <laughs> you said accidentally i feel like he was trying to get away with one like uh, I'll do this non-violently, right? I think that he was like, I gotta, you know, I gotta rob a bank. I'm, I'm really drowning. I got kids at home and they always mess with my stuff, but I, they gotta eat. And then, you know, like, I bet I robbed this bank. And sure enough, he found that his child swapped the the old gun for TV remote switcheroo. And oh, um, I can't tell you how many times I did that when I was a kid. I mean, it's basically a sitcom right here. Yeah, truly, truly sitcom setup. Yeah, he he uh he had the remote in his pocket, so when he pointed it outward, uh, uh, in the pocket of his coat, so when he pointed it outward, it did protrude and look like he could have a gun or some type of weapon in his pocket. But then he pulled it out and started slamming the remote on the teller counter while saying, "Give me ten thousand dollars, or I will kill you." Give me like, $10,000 or I will kill you. And she's like, sir, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> like She kept her cool. It's just, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> it was uh, not even like his normal cable remote. It was just a tiny soundbar remote. 
Jesus. I'm just kidding. I, I have no idea. Uh, just... I was like, you got to bring the big dog at least. <laughs> bring that old one that's like a master. <laughs> it's got the I Apple know, the TV, the Roku, the, yeah. the, the stereo, the TV, <laughs> the VR, like the ones that were basically textbook size and the thickness. The, uh, he wasn't wearing a face mask. And by the time that the police showed up, they found him just sitting on the curb near the bank, you know, really having like a Charlie Brown moment to himself. Didn't even fight it. I mean, I- you could have at least, like, just because you f- forgot your gun didn't mean that you forgot, like, your car to drive home and like that like, what was truly his plan? pulled the football <laughs> yeah yeah i think he's just like oh, that didn't work god damn it time for jail <sighs> yeah but did he get arrested for anything i mean he didn't actually successfully do anything like no one got hurt he it's still he, just, he made the threat oh you can't even make threats anymore i get is this america not yeah, my america country pc police you can't even make a a good old-fashioned bank robbery threat without facing time so so this guy was trying to rob a bank and the next guy got robbed by a fish (laughs) yeah so from news.sky.com a pet fish spend cash and what a pet spent i guess that should be spent Oh, a pet fish. Yeah. A pet fish spent cash and exposed a Nintendo Switch's owner's credit card during Pokemon live stream. So the latest Pokemon games have been criticized for being buggy. And they lived up to that reputation by crashing during an experiment with a fish. So there's supposed to be a fish and it's carried on entering commands. Oh, what? So... Um, what do I not understanding about the story? You it's said, you it's written. It. I obviously don't get it. It's written very weird. Yeah. Okay. So what happened was a, a player set up a fish that was to carry out. So the, whatever the fish did, it was commanded through the game. So the owner had a unique streaming setup. So essentially, if the fish turned left, then the sensor, the remote would veer left or right. So whatever it was, it would. A real just, fish. A real fish, yeah. So it was just with swimming around okay. with a motion sensor playing as the player. Okay. So this 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 guy, you know, rigged this system up. But it spent money and revealed the credit card details to thousands of people during a live stream. It was by I mean, a Japanese YouTuber. Himself. Truly, Sorry, truly. Like, oh. it's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, um, it was during this experiment by this Japanese YouTuber to see if a fish could complete a video game by itself. But so he had the webcam pointed at the fish. He had motion tracking software to monitor the movements and translate them into button inputs. Right. But, Mm -hmm. you know, each square was labeled with a command. You know, he gridded out, you know, little uh, every, you know, controller had a grid on the bowl. But but he had done this before. It had previously completed a game and it took 3000 hours over that so it was around 11000 hours into this gameplay though when it crashed the game crashed right he's very mm-hmm. upset so he was taken away from streaming setup when it happened but the switch continued to accept button commands for the fish oh. eventually that managed to navigate to the console store there, the fish managed to add 500 yen to his account using a credit card 
that was stored on his Switch and exposed the card details to everyone watching. So the fish was triggered to download from the store, had PayPal send their owner a confirmation email, and changed their account name. (laughs) Nintendo seemed to take a systemic view of the situation, and the company granted a refund. Nintendo seemed to take a sympathetic view of the situation and granted a refund. Why? (laughs) Maybe... I don't know. I that's fine. I mean, it's, I guess it's only you know under five bucks, basically. But yeah. if it had done it for five hundred thousand or five thousand, <laughs> I doubt they would have given a refund. But that's wild. <laughs> so what oh, do we learn? Don't let what your fish we... play your video games for you. I've always said that, you know, and and no one seems to listen. But you know, whatever, whatever. You know, we've been talking a lot about your upcoming nuptials. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's only appropriate to talk about, you know, basically an entire ripoff of my wedding idea. I know. I didn't want to say anything to the to the listeners, but here it goes. From BuzzFeed.com, this is a story that someone told about a wedding that they went to in a police station cafeteria that was Matrix themed. If you don't know what The Matrix is, it's a super popular movie series with Keanu Reeves. But what are the odds you don't know what The Matrix is? Yeah, I mean, that would be pretty remote. Even if you haven't seen it, you know the tropes. You know the bullet flying through the liquid air and dodge. You know the, the red the The garb, you know. I haven't actually seen a lot of The Matrix, but I, I get... I know what they wear. So yeah. this is, um, you know, the groomsmen were in floor length leather jackets with tiny sunglasses. I mean, this is the, you know, uniform for the Matrix, of course. <laughs> they also insisted on calling each other Neo and Amorpheus while high-fiving each other. Woof. That is so cringe. That is super cringe, but not quite as cringe as the idea that there was already tension at the wedding because the groom, you know, the guy in a floor length leather jacket with tiny sunglasses, who's insisting to be called Neo, had already cheated on his bride a few weeks earlier, but the bride decided to marry him still. So the his his family took him cheating to think that she wasn't good enough for him so there's a lot there's a lot there yeah so the the families there's tension between the families the bride's maid of honor her sister was very sarcastic in her speech and you know everyone who knew the story was just cringing i I'm shook that like you, you and your, you have a son who cheated on his soon to be wife. Yeah. Your son who's dressed up like Neo from the matrix. And you think to yourself, that's her fault. (laughs) That's their baby. That's their baby boy. They got those, they got tiny blinders on those tiny sunglass eyes. There is a, is it a QAnon or is it a like sort of male men's rights act? Like who, who are the people with very bad point of views who have kind of co-opted 
the matrix the red pill um so it, i want to say it's kind it, of a combo of both since all those people's venn diagrams kind of line up yeah it so basically it's it's a lot of that yeah it's 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 like far right wing it's QAnon. it's men's rights activists it's 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 the whole internet community basically that women have it better than men and then it got into like that you know that's like the that's how it kind of started was this like red pilling and then now it's kind of more like are you now it's kind of like anti-woke um got it okay i mean yeah it's like the manosphere but now it's become far right-wing conservative q it's a whole red pill the matrix written by uh, a trans woman by the way but you know they don't need to acknowledge that when they're making their talking points all that is to say i'm just wondering if there's maybe that element because i just think that it is so crazy my son wouldn't have cheated on you if you were good enough for him anyways i don't know that stuck to me but it doesn't matter because his family was acting out you know insane anyways apparently the groom's dad was so drunk that he started grinding on some other woman and his wife the groom's mother i assume started screaming at him they wouldn't stop fighting to a point where they cut the music and then it had they they had a four-piece high school band play classical music including a squeaky clarinet (laughs) which like where did they come from oh my god can you imagine being a high schooler getting the call? Hey, um, we got a gig for you. You're like, what? I'm just in high school. A gig? Yeah. A gig? Oh my god, a wedding? Wow. Oh. <laughs> the MC made a slideshow of images from the movie with the groomsmen's faces photoshopped on very poorly. That so far is the only thing. Like, if you're gonna be at a matrix wedding, you're gonna want that slideshow. with you know them on like that's the only thing so like you're gonna want the jib jab you know (laughs) yeah that's the only thing that seems appropriate so far my this is the part that got me so (laughs) at one point the the groom's very drunk dad who you know had grinded on a woman all this mess he stood up and told a long very convoluted story about a wife giving teaspoons of sugar to God. It was like nonsensical, had very sexist undertones, and eventually he was just cut off. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Did you have anything to say about the bride or groom? I actually did not. But my wife uh... gives teaspoons to God because she only is in the kitchen. And that's if your how... neighbor needs some sugar, you loan it to her. That's how to be a good neighbor and a good wife. And wife yeah. as sugar in the kitchen. But if you look at is my wife, t- I take that to you look into my property and it says envy, and that's one of the sins. Teaspoons, okay? not teaspoons. And they're both TSP. That makes no sense. Don't get me started on why are we on the metric system? Anyway, says, wait, I give fuck? three teaspoons of sugar to God, and God said, That's a tablespoon. And she said, Fuck you, God. 
You don't fucking tell me conversions because this is a math class, okay? This is life. And thank you so much to the father of the groom. (laughs) Next up is the best man speech. And then we're going to do the limbo and the chicken dance and the dollar (laughs) dance. I used to be a wedding DJ in college. I was. I can see that. Very good at it. The first one I DJed, right? I had no idea what I was doing. You know, I trained, but like, I didn't know what I was doing. It's like a, a, you know, rural country kind of wedding and I do my thing. I'm great. I'm great at it. I got the crowd. I got, I, you know, I hit all my cues, uh-huh. announced everybody in the right. I was killing it. Right. Afterwards, the father of, you know, one of the, the people that got married, you know, came up, gave me a tip. Very nice. Shook my hand. The bride came, thanked me personally. I was like, oh, you know, happy, you know, happy life, happy marriage, whatever. The groom came up to thank me. And then he hugged me. And I was like, that's fine. It's, you're drunk. It's your wedding, whatever. He hugged me for a very long time. And not like, Ugh. you're attractive. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I made a mistake. Please. Oh, not, not an anchor. Tan Erica doesn't have the answer for you. No, tan, full swing tan college Erica yeah. being clung to by a, a young groom Oof. and just being like, thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, uh, you know I'm 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 just like I'm keeping it. Go- I'm, I'm flowing. I'm in the flow. I'm sure. in a flow state. So I'm like, absolutely. You know what a pleasure it was to DJ your wedding. And I just you know, your bride is right over there. She looks so beautiful. I just. You, you go have a good night, you know, and he just kept, and again, it wasn't like a sexual, it wasn't an attraction thing. It was a, you're the only person I don't know. And I could leave with easily. I, I'm a get in your Ew. books. Like, I'm like not, it was just like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I don't know what I did. Like that tension and me again, just patting him on the old friend back. <laughs> that, oh. When you go in for a hug and somebody pats you on the back in that condescending yeah. way. And I'm like, and there's that bride. And there's that bride. Oh, my God. My God. It was so insane. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, I have so many insane DJ wedding stories. But but that was the one that, like, I feel this in that wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it started to pour rain. And people were trying to politely leave. The last thing that the person who's telling the story saw was groomsmen running to their cars with their trench coats folded up over their heads to protect their tiny sunglasses because they couldn't have just taken them off. They were the best part of the outfit, you know? And the band played the Matrix theme song very squeaky. This um, sounds so chaotic. And yet, dare I say the perfect wedding? Dare I say. Dare I say. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You know what? You know what? I think it's time for now, though. What? But only if you're ready. Oh, hold on. I'm ready. All right. Well, it's time for the dumpster fire of the week. Oh, my God. Okay, this this dumpster fire comes to us. It was a Twitter thread that sparked my memory and imagination Mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the book series from my youth from our youths from a time before you were born possibly animorphs animorphs were you Cass? were you an animorphs reader are you kidding me there was a, a character named cassie of course That's i was right. an animorphs reader <laughs> so and my best friend in elementary school was named rachel oh and okay. of there course was, yeah 
so <laughs> yeah, we lived it. We lived the Animorphs. We were Animorphs. <laughs> we're, we're reading from the parisreview.org and a Twitter thread by Pop Arena. So we're going to explain what Animorphs is for the layman. So there are so many uh, like YA books in the 90s, like, you know, checkout lane. They were everywhere. Grocery stores. Uh, there were book, there were book fairs. They would come to your school and sell you books. It was, it was amazing. Lit. It was amazing. Okay. So I heard, I saw this idea on Twitter sidebar. What if we had a book fair for adults, but with booze, but everything that we bought was essentially just donated to actual kids that need books, but we got the feel of being at the book fair again. That's Thoughts? nice. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? But anyway, um, so basically, you know. Oh my God. Uh, do you remember those things that you'd buy at the book fair? They were like, they were questions, but it was like the size of a, like a thick bookmark, you know, like it was a bookmark, but it was like pages and they had questions on them. And the questions, like the answers would be on the back and they had different themes. Yes. It was like a Rolodex of questions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could get those at the book fair, and those were like I, I attribute everything I know to, <laughs> to those. There's to those, some, I read trivia books when I was a kid. Sure, just bo- I would read the encyclopedia. I would read trivia books. I'm like, well, if anybody needs to know how this movie got made, cracks knuckles. I know the complete story of Ishtar. Like, what? I was in the fourth We didn't grade. have phones. We have phones. We have the internet. Yeah. Anyway. So well, we had a little bit of internet. At least li- I but, did. But like, a, but not, not enough. enough. Not enough. No. <laughs> so basically, there was these books, Animorphs. And, and the whole story was, <laughs> it's, it's insane. Millennials scream out, you know. <laughs> they were books about kids who could become animals like they could morph but they were fighting aliens like this alien race it was insanity (laughs) like truly i mean what what is your memory of them like like kids could become bears or ants and it was always a part of this whole but there was a bigger story playing out you know these these teenagers are morphing and you know they they are fighting something blah 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 you know they would uh you know change into a, a butterfly a jaguar a giant squid and if you flip the book pages really fast you could make the transformation occur or unoccur like like a flip book on the bottom and, of the pages which was cool and they all had their own thing right they did yeah. like they couldn't because Cassie became a wolf. Yeah. And she was a wolf in all of, no, she became a horse. Oh, wow. Yeah. They could change into different animals. Yeah. So, so, okay. So earth has been invaded by these alien slugs called yurks. They get into the human ear and they take a residence in your brain. You know, no one knows that there are these aliens except for these five teenagers, Jake, Rachel, Cassie, Marco, and Tobias. So, yeah. And they've acquired these magical powers to become animals right so they have to you know do school and homework but they also have to wage a battle against the yurks (laughs) okay (laughs) so they would have to go to like you know the amazon rainforest the north pole the deep sea outer space the late crustaceous period they can't get discovered by anyone and it's there's this alien sidekick named axe who was a blue centaur obsessed with cinnamon buns like it was like the alf character kind of (laughs) but they were i really don't remember this intense i I remember them but i don't remember all these plot points 
Oh, I yeah, some of it I do remember like it was like a, an alien species and they were having to fight them. I didn't know that it wasn't everyone could know for some reason. I don't know. You know, there were four bucks, three ninety nine, and you were just got to get them all. There were like fifty something of these books. It's crazy. It, uh, <laughs> so it, anyway, but yeah, the, the the kids would morph in and something was happening in all times. So uh, Paparina did an incredible thread about some of the craziest plot points that happened in Animorphs over the years. So, okay. Yeah, let's do it. So we're going to read some of our favorites. So at one point, the Animorphs are morphed into ants and experiencing an experienced terrifying ego death as they turn you know into these colony of insects they're forced into a similar situation by being turned into termites you know different books different you know stories an animal lover cassie is forced to kill the queen can you imagine no pressure yeah no pressure no pressure there's another incredible one oh my god there's one that's like insane okay yeah so here's a great one in a prequel, one of the aliens' friends, Abron, again, guys, don't just go with it. Elf, Elf and Gore's best friend, Abron, mm-hmm. gets stuck in the body of Taxon. These are actual names. I'm not making a thing up. A giant alien centipede with insatiable to perpetual hunger. Then Elphagor then deserts his post and hides as a human on Earth where he co-creates Windows, Windows OS. Wow, future. Future. <laughs> Okay, so one time Jake gets swatted as a fly and nearly dies. We learn Bill Gates is Viser 3's twin brother and is also a Yerk cannibal who finds his victims as an internet predator. People hated Bill Gates. People hate on Bill Gates for so many reasons. It does not get discussed enough. Like the microchips, of course, you know. <laughs> what do you mean, of that, course? That was made up. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Nobody talks about the fact that he's a Yerk's twin brother. Totally. And is a cannibal being an internet predator. Like, come on, y'all. In another prequel, Alaron, the host body for Viser 3. Prequels you, to what? I'm so sorry. The Animorphs. Like, saying- like but yeah, like, like then they're not the animorphs if they're the prequels. Well, they're animorphs, but they're the telling of the Yerks, the Hork Bajor Chronicles. Like the how did this war start kind of thing? Yeah. Look. So it's 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 like in the book series, and all of a sudden they're like, well, before it's like with Game of Thrones or the Song of Ice and Fire, like George R. R. Martin's like, okay, this is the story of what's happening now with like the war over the throne, but House of the Dragons is like, well, this is what happened 200 years ago. Look, that, I don't want to. I don't want to fire you up, but <laughs> by the way, they made the Animorphs into a TV show on Nickelodeon. Yeah, and I guess it just didn't hit as hard as obviously like things like the Harry Potter books did. You know, as far as their cultural impact, I would even because the more you describe it, look, I I know I read these books, but I you're saying a bunch of stuff that I don't remember at all. <laughs> so. I kind of think it's giving power or Power Rangers to me almost. It's it's a pre 9-11 world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one book, the the prequel where the host body, blah, blah, blah. They nearly wipe out the one of the race with sci-fi bio weapons. And the whole book is basically just the plot of, of Avatar, James Cameron's Avatar. So I'm like, did he what Avatar? Yeah, did James Cameron steal it then? I mean, because if you look at the drawings, there's even some Avatar-esque elements i don't know 
I don't know. There's like space Jesus, space Satan. They're they're in this war, right? With this race, the Yurks, but then they meet like good Yurks and they're like, well, wait, like if that guy's good, are all like if one Yurk is good, they're like, well, should we paint everyone as bad from this race? So it makes you question things. It's wild. Yeah. Big, big questions as a child. At one point, there's a Hitler plot. Oh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Tobias kills Hitler. Basically, in an alternative timeline, the fascists, where the Animorphs are Nazis, Cassie morphs into a polar bear and attacks college students in the 1930s after they call her a racial slur. Oh, yeah. Cassie was black. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> You know, I miss it. I'm sure that there's something like this that exists. I just wish that I could come up with an idea that, you know, could sell like this and that I could write about yeah. 50 books. Yeah. <laughs> just well, pump was... out like 50, 60 page books about it, you know? Yeah. Well, it was written by K.A. Applegate, which were actually a husband and wife team, Catherine Applegate and Michael Grant. And then a ghostwriter took over after book 25. So all you have to do is kind of just R.L. Stein it, basically, you know? Totally. Ah, uh, yeah, that's Man, those the trick. Bump books were fun. Oh, they were amazing. There's, they were amazing. I still can't believe R.L. Stein was a real person. It feels like it should have been like a pseudonym, but whatever. What, uh, what are you hoarding? I'm hoarding <laughs> the movie The Northman. <laughs> Girl, really, I, you're gonna hoard that shit? I fucking loved it. Of course, Here's you why. did. <laughs> Like, I, I, like, not in a white supremacy way, and I fucking hate that, not. that white supremacy is based on anything Viking, because I think the Vikings are so fascinating in so many ways. Like, Norse mythology is just crazy cool. Their whole era was cool. I just think it's wild, like, when they were pagan, and then some of them became Christian, and, like, it's just an interesting time, to, like, to study, and just the, the way they did stuff, and you know, they didn't have horns on their helmets, but the, the Northman's great. So it's this uh, Robert Eggers movie, right? And and Alexander Skarsgård plays the main, it's, it's basically Hamlet, but it's based on the actual Norse story that Hamlet was based on, the original this you know, Shakespeare's Hamlet. This is a movie that Alexander Skarsgård has been trying to get made Forever. for the majority of his career, by yeah. the way. Yeah, he's like, finally. But he really wanted to make it. <laughs> so it's got like Anya Taylor-Joy and Nicole Kidman and 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 some of the players from Robert Eggers' world, like the dad from The Witch and all these characters. Anyway, so, but but it, it, I think I don't, again, I'm not a North uh, Norse mythologist or anything, but it does seem to somewhat follow a lot of actual more Viking culture and history in a way. But the crazy thing is, you know, uh, Vikings were known for like berserker mode where they would just go like crazy into battle, like blood, bloodlust, right? Well, mm -hmm. we think that they were probably on some type of drugs to get them there and that they were embodying like an animal inside of them but there's this insane scene where they're in just basically loincloths with shields and their spears and swords and they're just beating their swords on their shields and and they're covered in like blood or paint and they're just howling like wolves and they're becoming animals so they can go berserker mode and you know raid a village or whatever <laughs> it's just and you know it's just watching these men around a fire just go insane i'm just like i'm sitting here watching it and it's supposed to be serious i just i'm laughing like it's so absurd. yeah the movie's fucking hilarious it's unintentionally 
hilarious in so many ways. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, men should not gather in groups. Like no. I love them so much. Individual, you're amazing. And two's great. But like six or more of you, you're gonna like paint yourselves like wolves and go nuts. Like it's the funniest <laughs> shit. Oh, oh my god. I just was laughing. I think everyone should see it. It's just it's neat because it's you know shows like Iceland and Ireland and Scandinavia and Stockholms and all that stuff, but it's just it's just nuts. Like Willem Dafoe's in it. I love him, but <laughs> I did not like it as much as you did. But I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah, I think if you see it as like a dark comedy instead of like a serious movie, you enjoy it more. <laughs> I went in blind and I feel like it was like, I went with a group of people who were like, oh, we're doing a group to go see the Norsemen. And Taylor was like, oh, I want to see that movie. And I was like, well, I hate to be left out. So I guess I'll go. (laughs) I had no idea what I was about to watch. I was like, oh, this is about Vikings. That's all I knew. I didn't realize it was going to be what it was, which was like, uh, whatever. Watch if you're interested. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. It's so absurd. Anyway, see it as a comedy. Don't see it as a serious movie and you'll be so much happier. What are you hoarding? I'm hoarding a book. It's called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. It's by Gabrielle Zevin and it takes place in the late mid to late 90s, early 2000s. It takes place over like a long span of time, but it's about these two people or three people who like make a video game company which i know that that pitch doesn't sound like it would have a lot of broad appeal but it's so like the characters are like i don't even care about video games but the characters are so well written takes place in los angeles and a little bit in the east coast god i've just been loving it i -hmm. i started it a couple months ago and then but i was like on a sometimes when you do the audiobooks on libby you get like an offer for like a skip the line rental but it's only seven days instead of 21 so mm-hmm. if you don't finish it in 21 or in, in your seven days then it just goes back onto your holds list so i only got halfway through it in seven days and i've been waiting now until two days ago i finally was like finally after months they said do you want this 21 days? And I said, yes. So I've just been rocketing through it and I finished, I finished it. It's so good. It is so good. If you read your reader, even if you're not, I would say tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised if it gets made into a movie because mm-hmm. I'm sure it will because it's mm-hmm. popular, but yeah, you got to do it. Have you watched halt and catch fire? No. It's about the early years of like computing. It's got Lee Pace in it, my babe. But it's about, you know, uh, computer, early computer games. And it's set like in Austin, I believe. But it's like, you know, the early, it's like 80s, early 90s, that kind of thing. But it's really, really well done. You should, movie? Yeah, it's a t- t- TV series. Okay. I think it was AMC. I think it's on Netflix now, though. What's but if called? you like. A halt and catch far. It's a terrible name, but it's like a dramatic series. It was like four seasons. Uh, Mackenzie Davis is in it. Okay. Um. Uh. Lee Pace, Scott McNary. Really, it's it's really interesting. It's yeah. It's the eighties. It's the early eighties. About 
you know, personal computing and, and all this stuff, kind of building a computer that can, you know, uh, you know, compete with IBM and, and just kind of the, the stuff that comes along. It, it's really, really interesting. I would highly recommend checking it out. Like if you it's, like this book and that kind of world, yeah, I, I think you might interest, this might um, interest you as well. I will look into that. Yeah. I mean, this is the video games is definitely a big part of it, but like, it's mostly characters and there's yeah. like a twist. What are you throwing out? <laughs> All right. Netflix, you know, you know, you trash and huh. you know, you bring us these reality shows and we're happy. And then you think we want more of those people. You think we want to follow the worlds I don't. I want to see them in their little bubbles and then get rid of them. Netflix came out with a new show hosted by, of course, their little golden boy, Nick Lachey, called Perfect Match. (laughs) And the concept of this show is that previous reality stars from Netflix, you know, from like Too Hot to Handle, The Circle, you know, all these these shows, Love is Blind, um, the you know, The Ultimatum, <laughs> uh, The Mole, you know, these Netflix shows, they 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 live in a tropical villa, kind of you know, a Love Island-esque type thing, but they they have to match with each other. And if they're the best match and they win games about each other, then they get the power to decouple and, and recouple people. So let's say, you know, it's the first day, it's it's a perfect eight and eight. So just, you know, eight men, eight women, great. And let's say we're the best couple of the week. Well, I now get to go to a room with Nick Lachey. Ooh. And then be like, oh, you know who I don't think is a great match? But then they introduce like new people every every week. And they go, mm, you know who's not a great match? I bet we could break them up by by bringing in this guy. So you can't like they directly... oh, like You do want to break up a good match, right? Because that's strategy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it's, 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 you can't just say you have to break up. You bring in people that you think the other person might like. So let's say there's a couple and you're like, it's, oh, it okay. is kind of like bachelor in paradise almost. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's strategy. Um, and it's with all these people. It's like Netflix reality stars from love is blind. You're throwing this out though. I mean, like, I'm not gonna lie. I just you. don't I'm like gonna it. watch it. I mean, they that's have fair. a game. They have a game called backed or cap sure and i was like no no baby nick lachey i don't your relationship does not interest me i don't know why you host any of these shows i don't find you a particularly strong charismatic person or is strong nick match. Lachey, like in his 50s too like and he's saying good god like how old is he yeah it's it's, it's how old is he hearing him say it is like oof is that stop. fact or cap like yeah he's 49 years he's 49 old. oh i was close i was really he's, close yeah. he's 50 saying is it fact or cap and i'm like sometimes when a 14 year old says it on tiktok i'm like you're too old for that part. babe don't even worry about the fact that he's 49 let's talk about the fact that he's 5'9 okay yeah sorry anyway, I, just, I have I no think no good. shade towards my short kings it just you know the aesthetic of nick Lachey is is that is of that it's a, an aesthetic yeah. teach netflix we don't like this don't watch it i'm throwing it out anyway what are you throwing away i'm probably gonna watch it but i'll okay. watch like one episode and then i'll probably like agree with you and then i'll turn it off yeah um 
so I have a walking pad, like, you know, to like walk while I work so that I don't, my muscles don't atrophy mm-hmm. and these like little treadmills. I didn't realize this cause I never owned a treadmill before that they come with lube. Like you have to like lube the track sometimes, mm-hmm. which is like, excuse me. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't expect that sort of ma- like everyone at the gym, like all those, the treadmills at the gym are just being lubed anyways. Like you don't have to lube it that often, but this little bottle of lube that it comes with <laughs> is just never closed. Like I try to close it and I've closed it many times and it's just never closed. So ever since I got this thing, I always have, I just find treadmill lube around. <laughs> Can you put it in another container? I've put it in a plastic bag, but then it's like all kind of like in the bag. out. So yeah. like I get to like be standing upright, Ugh. but just sucks. I don't know. So I'm throwing out the treadmill lube. I don't know why. I don't know why I have to do this extra maintenance. It makes me upset. If it moves, you got to lube it. You know, your body, your car, your treadmill. I guess. If it moves, you got to lube it. I've always said. (laughs) If it moves, it's got to (laughs) lube. Whatever. (laughs) Ask me. Where can the people find you? At Cass Cardenas on Instagram. I think I'll be on the Nooner podcast this week as well on the Spawncast Network if you want to listen to that. And uh, where can the people find you? Think about me at Iconic Erica Curry on TikTok, Instagram, TikTok and Instagram. And as always, you can find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Pod on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter. You can also find us at our website, www trashytrashypodcast.com also the merch store which is trashytrashypodcast.threadless.com starting february 27th will be 20 things will be 20 percent off if you use the code like 10 why is it 10 for 20 percent off who knows but we're gonna have a sale <laughs> on merchandise starting february 27th help cassandra get some honeymoon funds by by buying some merch use like 10 for 20 percent off at www.threadless.com trashy trashy podcast.threadless.com and as always you can sign up to support our podcast at anchor.fm slash trashy trashy slash support and we appreciate all of the reviews we see where we're charting we thank you so much chad we thank you so much nigeria we thank you so much canada australia the u.s it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing you know um i love it i love when we get that little notice that we're up in there right climbing the ranks makes me so appreciative of all the listeners. So, hey, yes. Cass. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye bye. Later, skaters. <laughs>